Well, hello, good afternoon, and Merry Christmas to each and to every one of you. My name is Kyle, and I'm one of the pastors here, and it is such a joy to spend a little bit of Christmas Eve with all of you. On your way in, you should have received a handout. This has a lot of information we think might be helpful for you, including kind of where we're going in the service today. As well, on the back, there's a QR code that you could scan with your phone, and that will take you to a Christmas Eve landing page that has all kinds of information. You could also just text hello to our office phone number, and someone's waiting to get that text, and, uh, and they might be able to give you some help there. Um, speaking of our office line, if you text translations to that, then you'll get sent a link with a whole lot of translation information. If it would be helpful for you to engage in this service in a different language, that might be easier for you to understand the scriptures or the message. We would love to help make that possible. So text translations to that number and, uh, and that will help create the pathway for you um, to have that happen. As we make our way into the service, I was thinking Christmas, you know, we're, we're one day away from Christmas. It's Christmas Eve. And oftentimes this season, there's a lot of countdowns, you know, a couple of months or a couple of weeks or a couple of days or perhaps mere hours until Christmas. But I'm thinking this week as well for those that may not be as much oriented towards a countdown towards Christmas, but you're, this Christmas, you're counting up. Maybe it's the first Christmas as a married couple or the first Christmas with a baby. Or perhaps it's the first Christmas without someone or in a new season and you're starting to count up. Whether this Christmas season is one of anticipation and joy and excitement or one counting up with complexity, my sincerest, truest, deepest hope is that you would discover the mystery, the beauty, the wonder of Jesus our Prince of Peace. So there'll be moments to sing to our Prince of Peace. There'll be moments to reflect. There'll be all kinds of different moments. But in and through it all, may we discover the Prince of Peace starting right now. Merry Christmas.
those days, Caesar Augustus issued a decree that a census should be taken of the entire Roman world. This was the first census that took place while Quirinius was the governor of Syria, and everyone went on their own to register. So Joseph also went up from the town of Nazareth in Galilee to Judea to Bethlehem, the town of David, because he belonged to the house and line of David. He went there to register with Mary, who was pledged to be married to him and was expecting a child. While they were there, the time came for the baby to be born, and she gave birth to her firstborn, a son. She wrapped him in cloth and placed him in a manger, because there was no guest room available for them. I invite you to stand with us. We're going to sing uh, a little town of Bethlehem together.
shepherds living out in the fields nearby, keeping watch over their flocks at night. An angel of the Lord appeared to them, and the glory of the Lord shone all around them, and they were terrified. But the angel said to them, Do not be afraid. I bring you good news that will cause great joy for all people. Today, in the town of David, a Savior has been born to you. He is the Messiah, the Lord. This will be a sign to you. You will find a baby wrapped in cloths and lying in a manger. Let's sing that most beloved song, Away in a Manger, together. Away in a manger, no crib for us. The little Lord Jesus lay down his sweet head. The stars in the sky looked down where he lay. The little Lord Jesus asleep on the
Suddenly, a great company of the heavenly host appeared with the angel, praising God and saying, Glory to God in the highest heaven, and on earth peace to those on whom his favor rests. When the angels had left them and gone into heaven, the shepherds said to one another, Let's go to Bethlehem and see this thing that has happened, which the Lord has told us about. Would you stand with us, friends, and join us and hark the herald.
So they hurried off and found Mary and Joseph and the baby, who was lying in a manger. When they had seen him, they spread the word concerning what they had been told about this child. And all who heard it were amazed at what the shepherds said to them. But Mary treasured up all these things and pondered them in her heart. The shepherds re returned, glorifying and praising God for all that they had heard and seen, which were just as they had been told. On the eighth day, when it was time to circumcise the child, he was named Jesus, the name the angel had given him before he was conceived. Would you sing, What Child Is This With Us? What child is this who laid to rest on Mary's lap is sleeping? Whom angels greet with anthems sweet while shepherds watch are keeping? This, this is Christ the King, whom shepherds guide and God, as we come to this Christmas, for some of us, we might be asking genuinely, what child is this? What does this have to do with me? What does this have to do with this world? For some of us, we believe this child is the one that can change everything, the one who has changed everything. So Lord, this Christmas, whether we've been counting down with joy and anticipation or counting up with excitement or perhaps grieving or mourning or filled with conflicting realities right now. 
I ask in these moments that we are gathered, that we would encounter you, the one who came that first Christmas for us, that you would intervene in our stories in just the right way, at just the right time. We're so grateful for you, for who you are, for what you do in our lives. And it's our joy to worship you. So we look to you today, this Christmas. It's in Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Amen. All right, well, kids, this next section's for you. So kids, you can, you can listen up. You might notice on the stage, it's a lot more open in the middle section than usual, and that's because we saved a spot just for you. All right, so kids, I'm going to invite you to come forward. And Mr. Henry, if you want to come forward, my friend Mr. Henry is going to read a story for us. So kids, you can, you can come up. If that's a little scary, you can bring, you know, a friend or maybe your grandma or grandpa. Or, He's not scary. Or your, or your parents. You can come on up. We have a story for you. And after the story's read, we have something to give you that you're going to hey, need later hi. on in the service. On okay? Up. So kids, you're come on, more you welcome. Come right up here. Come and flood the come stage. Right yeah, up come here. all the yep. way up. You can sit really close to Mr. Henry. He's, sure. He really is kind. Hey, that's nice. You're bringing your sister. All right. Attaboy. Come on come up, on kids. Down. He doesn't bite. We got a story just for you. You can no, come over here. Bite. Lots it's of like room. like they say on Jeopardy. Come on down. Come and join Mr. Henry for a story. That's it. Yeah, I'll move back a little Welcome. bit more. You can get in closer. Yeah, you guys can keep, you can keep shuffling up. You can all come forward. Yep. Lots of room. Oh, this is awesome. You guys, this is great. Do we need to move the chair back further? You know, we can go to the sides here, guys, if you want to come over to the uh, sides. That's I'm awesome. I'm up against the hump there. I can. There we go. Okay, we can come forward a little more. Make room for those in the back. A couple, couple scooches forward, yep. guys. Here we oh. go. Oh, they're still coming. This is awesome, you guys. Merry Christmas to all of you. I'm just feeling a little outnumbered here. <laughs> oh, there's still some more coming. Well, I'll keep going backwards. You have to keep squishing forward. Keep yep, squishing. keep squishing forward. Great. We can go to the sides too. We can fill a little more That's over awesome. here. There's a little bit of room over here. Come on in. Oh, doodle. So this whole service, we've been doing what? We've been singing songs. We've been singing about Jesus. We've been singing about Mary and Joseph. We've been singing about angels and animals in a manger. So now we're going to read just a slightly different kind of story. It's a little more poetic. It's a little more familiar. But, uh, and I'll show you the pictures as we're reading it. So well, let's uh, take it from there. All right. Towards the evening of Christmas. See what we got there? We got Mary and Joseph, who we've been talking about, going to Bethlehem. And what are they, uh, what's she riding on? A donkey. Donkey. Remember Donkey from Shrek? Donkey. Towards the evening of Christmas, when all through the town, every inn was so crowded, no room could be found. Ah, oh, tired Mary and Joseph. They went door to door. 
At last, found a place on a small stable floor. See, here they are. They've been going door to door, and they finally found a stable. Yeah. Yeah. It's probably not the nicest place, but it would be warm, eh? Thank goodness, said Mary. She was tired. Who tiptoed inside. The mice saw the donkey and scurried to hide. Mice were afraid of the donkey. Maybe they thought they were going to get stepped on. The rest of the creatures, pardon? Oh, can they? Ooh, well, it's a good thing there's no bears in this story. <laughs> the rest of the creatures all cuddled up tight in hopes that they might have a calm, peaceful night. What do you think their chances are? Probably not that good. Considering we know the end of the story. Yeah, that's right. They wear different layers and they can take them off and put them on. Good, good plan. Good thinking. The pigeons all nestled, all snug in their beds. You know, they put their head under their wing maybe. While visions of breadcrumbs danced round in their heads. The cows closed their eyes and the oxen lay down. The doves cooed so gently. The lamb made no sound. If he would have made a sound, what sound would he have made? <laughs> All right. The moon. Oh, I didn't show you the picture of the. Here. All the different animals. Ooh. Yeah, he's yeah he's under there for protection. He's cuddling with a cow. The moon through the trees was just starting to glow with a glimmer of light on the stable below. When quite by surprise came a newborn babe's cry. Oh, you ever heard a baby cry in the middle of the night? Wakes you up. <laughs> that woke all the animals sleeping nearby. See, there's the moon, there's the stable. I see the moon and the moon sees me. Up jumped the cows, the oxen and sheep. Up popped the pigeons aroused from their sleep. They all came to gaze at the small baby boy as his mama and papa hugged him with joy. Mamas and papas love hugging babies. We all like hugging babies. Yeah. Now donkeys, now cows, all neatly in a row because we're organized here. Now donkeys, now cows, now pigeons and sheep. Now oxen and mice in the manger did peep. His eyes, how they twinkled, his dimples, so sweet, as they nuzzled his fingers and his cute little feet. See, there he is in the manger. The animals are probably sniffing at his feet because that's how they get to know. And out in the fields taking care of their sheep, some shepherds were just getting ready to sleep. When all of a sudden they had such a fright as a whole choir of angels lit up the night. Woo -hoo -hoo. That would have been a surprise, eh? But the song of the angels, the words that they said, soon let the men know they had nothing to dread. What does the angel always say? Fear not. Dear shepherds, it is wonderful news that we bring. A Savior is born. He is Jesus, the King. They ran to the stable and peeked through the door and saw something never imagined before. There in a manger, a baby boy lay. 
no pillows, no blanket, his bed made of hay. Well, if he didn't have somebody to put a robe down, that would be pretty prickly, wouldn't it? <laughs> and to that small cable, oh, small cable, no. And to that small stable, three shepherd, three splendid kings came with gifts for the baby, all beautiful things. They jumped from their camels and knelt at his feet with their fragrance, gold and myrrh that smelled sweet. They're pretty fancy guys, eh? They got presents there and golden jugs. Camel in the background. Yeah. The stable was filled with a wonderful light as stars above Bethlehem twinkled so bright. And high in the heavens, God whispered, my son, you'll bring hope to the world and love everyone. See how the animals are all looking up? They're listening to God's voice like we're supposed to. Then back to their slumber, the animals curled, amazed that this baby had entered their world. As Mary and Joseph got ready for bed, they snuggled their baby and kissed his sweet head. See that? As Mary laid Jesus asleep in the hay, she thought about all that had happened that day. It was a pretty busy day. Shepherds and kings and angels. The mice heard her whisper as she tucked them in tight. Merry Christmas, my son, and to all a good night. See that, Kyle? Catch up? All right. Okay, now, because we talked about stars bright, we're all going to get a, a tea light that'll resemble stars, and later on in the program, a little tea light, it's a little artificial candle and everybody's going to get one and later on in the service you're going to be asked to turn them on you know like you see at the concerts people waving their waving lights well that'll be your job later on in the in the, in the service pardon sorry yeah i'm pretty sure you get to keep it i'll talk to the boss Okay. And, and, and if you don't get to keep it, you just kind of put it in your pocket and say you lost it. <laughs> All right. Well, Everybody thank grab you so a light. Much, Mr. Henry. Everybody grab a light. They're over Good here. Job, kids. There's some over there. There's some down to the front. Thank you so much. Great job. Over here, buddy. All right, watch your step. Great job. Wonderful job, everyone. Good luck finding your seats again. Hope that works out. Hey, uh, yeah, yeah. Um, as the kids are making their way back to the right seats, hopefully, um, 
I want to share with you something that happened last week in our kids' ministry in Discovery Land. Pastor Crystal was telling me last week they gave a, uh, their Christmas message talking about Jesus, how he came to this earth, how he walked, how he lived, how he loved, how he died and rose again, and, and what all that means for us. And they talked about this with our grade school, and then they offered to our grade school kids who would like Jesus to be their forever friend, the leader of their lives. And our Discovery Land team said that 29 kids for the first time ever chose to trust Jesus, which is an amazing, amazing moment. Kids, you're loved. You're so valued, and I'm so glad that you're a part of this church family. Um, one more thing before we continue on. Um, it's not the most Christmas Eve thing to talk about in, in a lot of ways. Um, it's partially because this is our Christmas Eve service, but it's also our weekend gathering. This is also our, our normal weekend worship service. And so if you're a guest or if you're a visitor or if someone dragged you along here today, you can, you can put earmuffs on for the next couple of moments. You can just tune out. No problem at all. No judgment whatsoever. Um, I'll do this when you can take them off and you can tune back in. But if this is your home, if you consider yourself a part of FAC, these next few moments, they're for you. We need to talk about our year-end realities as a church community. For the last month, we've been talking about um, what our target is for the month of December, what our faith goal is. And so I just wanted to provide an update to all of us. So we said at the beginning that our target for December was $1.1 million. So far to date, we've received $570,142. Thank you, church, for your generosity. That means uh, remaining from now until the end of 2023 is $529,858. Now, I know that is a huge number. I also know it's an achievable number for our community. I know that because it's realistic because of who we are, but also year after year, we've seen amazing generosity. I'm aware that it's a tough time to talk about finances for a whole host of reasons. Time of year, the type of year it's been, all those reasons. I understand that for many, finances are really tight. But I also know for many that this is a time to be thinking generously. And perhaps it's a good opportunity to think, what would a year-end contribution look like for you and for your life? And so I guess the ask is this. For the last week of 2023, maybe ask Jesus what generosity looks like for you. And see what that means. And perhaps you could ask yourself, over the course of this year, have I treated my finances to reflect what I believe to be most true about them? That God is a generous God who's given me everything I have. And so thank you for your generosity. Thank you for your faith, church family. Bless you as you continue to join Jesus by being all in with everything that he's given you. So on that note, I'll, I'll invite the, the ushers to come forward to help us receive the offering. Not just in baskets. There's a whole bunch of ways you can give. And uh, you can get all that information on our website. But church, bless you for the ways you've been generous. And, uh, and, and I'll end with this. You can take the earmuffs off now as we continue with our worship service.
these prophetic words about Jesus. They were written 700 years before he was born and still turn out to be relevant 2,000 years later on. Why? Because we live in a world that knows very little 
about peace. We don't have to look very far to see and hear and feel the tragedy of our world, even at Christmas time. In Jesus' own time, the story was of King Herod. You can read it in Matthew chapter 2, who massacred children in the little town of Bethlehem. And his legacy seems to continue today in our world with stories of war and terrorism and violence, stories of oppression and racism and religious hatred, stories of greed and poverty and violence everywhere. Sin. It was at a time like this that the prophet Isaiah spoke and recorded these words, for a child has been born for us. A son given to us, authority rests upon his shoulders, and he is named Wonderful Counselor, Mighty God, Everlasting Father, and Prince of Peace. These names would eventually become ascribed to Jesus the Messiah. And we've been thinking about them this past month here at FAC. As the Wonderful Counselor, Jesus is the one who is self-sufficient in wisdom. We often ask friends or professionals for help or advice. And it turns out Jesus is the one who knows us far better than anybody else. And when we turn to him, we discover he knows our worth and our value. What if you were able to turn to Jesus and find your way out of the difficult place where you are because he could set you free? As the mighty God, he mops up his enemies with ease because he can do the impossible things. What would it be like for you if God could do the impossible thing for you? If you could discover victory in your life instead of where you find yourself all snagged up right now? What if you could discover his abundant life? As the everlasting father, he knows us and loves us and cares for us. A love that will go on forever. He may well be the great I am and the almighty God, but he loves us tenderly. Do you ever wonder how much God thinks about you? That he knew you before your mom discovered that she was pregnant? And now on Christmas Eve, we come to the fourth name in the list, the Prince of Peace. But you'd have to acknowledge that on the first Christmas, there wasn't very much that was peaceful about it. There's Mary, the young unmarried mother, the talk of the town. And in the old English translation, describes her as being great with child. What woman wants to be described like that? I don't really know if there was a donkey that Mr. Henry showed us a picture of or not. But if there was, it was hardly a comfortable means of transportation from Nazareth to Bethlehem. Could Joseph not have got hold of a sort of an uber camel that could have come along and helped? They get there. There's no room with the relatives. Try the stable and said, that'll work out in the shed. Could Joseph not book ahead with booking, got Tom? Typical man. No plans made. <laughs> There's no midwife or doctor to help out with what's going on. Just a few animals to fulfill the role and help there. Where did their health insurance premiums all go? Strange people show up, including if the Christmas carol's true, a little drummer boy, just as she gets the baby to sleep, he starts banging on a drum. What on earth? King Herod has a meltdown and sends an army in, and a little family become refugees. There was no peace that first Christmas. Maybe that's because the peace that Jesus brings is not circumstantial. The peace we would like would be relational peace, financial security. 
my health getting all sorted out, things working out well for me. That's what I'd like to happen. A stable job, a quiet life, just let it be a little better for me than it is right now. That's what peace may look like. But Jesus is doing something quite different. The peace he brings, his word shalom, has far more to do with a vision that goes way beyond our present reality. It's about wholeness and flourishing in all of God's creation. You can maybe tell from the accent that I grew up in Northern Ireland. For many years, a tiny little country filled with armed conflict. And for real peace to be there, it wasn't just that guns would be put away and the population would be demilitarized. Real peace is and continues to be about building prosperity and trust and security and hope. That's not easily accomplished. And it's not often accomplished either. The peace that Jesus brings, shalom, is not simply the absence of conflict. It's not even just me having this inner sense of harmony within that all's well in my world. The peace that Jesus brings includes the capacity to forgive the unforgivable. A readiness to share generously with others. The end of social stratification. Attentiveness to the vulnerable and marginalized in our community. Life and health and place of disease and death. Justice for everyone. Recognizing the worth of everyone. Affordable homes and health care. Enough food and a good education. It is the restoration to wholeness in all aspects of life. You see, in, the fa in fact, when you read your Bible carefully, pieces get very little to do with me as an individual and a whole lot to do with us as a community and the quality of our relationships in our society. The prophet Isaiah tried to paint a word picture of this as best he could a few pages on in his book. And he uses imagery to try and capture our attention as to how far this peace would go. He says things like this, the wolf shall live with the lamb. The leopard shall lie down with the kid. The calf and the lion will feed together and a little child shall lead them. The cow and the bear shall graze. Their young shall lie down together and the lion shall eat straw like the ox. They will not hurt or destroy on all my holy mountain, for the earth will be filled with the knowledge of the Lord as the waters cover the sea. A beautiful picture. And you've got to admit, it's only God that could deliver a peace like that. Ultimately, the song that the angels sang that night, singing glory to God in the highest heaven and on earth peace among those whom God favors, it's a gift of God. Yes, for now. But its fullness is still way in our future. What began in a manger is not yet complete, and we know that. With one final big push, Mary was delivered of her little baby boy. But creation still groans with labor pains. The Apostle Paul, that early missionary, wrote these words to his friends when he said, we know the whole creation has been groaning together as it suffers together the pains of labor. Do you know what that means? It means that Jesus has a job for us. To follow the direction he's going, to join him in the things that he's doing. And joining Jesus means that we may well live in a broken and hurting world. 
where even creation groans, and yet we are called and commissioned and equipped and sent to go and make a difference and to display and live out God's peace that is changing everything. The shalom, the wholeness that Jesus brings. We follow the Prince of Peace, and in turn, He makes us to become peacemakers. It begins with peace with God. How is that possible? Because of Jesus, really. The Bible says this, therefore, since we are justified by faith, we have peace with God through our Lord Jesus Christ. It is Jesus that brings peace. The mystery that he is fully human and yet fully God. That in himself, he brings reconciliation and peace. Instead of being God's enemies, we become family. Instead of casually ignore him or simply dismissing him, we're welcomed home and enter a relationship with God because of Jesus. Jesus doesn't just bring peace. He is our peace. Jesus fills the cracks and gaps of our lives by taking them and absorbing them into his own life. He's so committed to restoring us and a wholeness to us that he became broken and took our brokenness himself and offered us his wholeness. He took the war, if you like, between us and others into his own body and offers us his peace. In a world that's surprisingly rationally intelligible, where we live with an echo of a moral impulse towards justice and experience a mysterious appreciation for beauty. In a world like this, we sometimes wonder, is this it? Is there more to life than this? And we have to think, what would the answer be? The answer is yes. Jesus does bring more. He brings us home to God's family, where there's a fullness of joy, where there is an abundance of hope, where there is life everlasting. Shalom indeed. We can experience peace with God. And we can also know the peace of God. We also read this in our Bible. The peace of God, which surpasses all understanding, will guard your hearts and minds in Christ Jesus. The peace of God. It transforms our hearts how we feel and our minds how we think. It's in a sense, the guarding is like a garrison of an army fortification. We are protected by God's peace. It's his promise to us that when we discover peace with God, he can so shape and mold and change our lives that we experience the peace of God as well. I think we all have a need to be loved and wanted and needed and respected We want to be known and recognized and cared for. Relationships matter to us. We want to experience flourishing. We long for wholeness, for shalom. Our world is crying out for peacemakers right now. People who will live in anticipation of all that God is doing to make everything new in our world. Do you need to find peace this Christmas? If your first answer is no, Maybe it's because you don't feel you need anything. I get that. Your relationships are intact. You feel comfortable. Life is going well. That's okay. It really is. But know this. God is thinking about you. He loves you. He desires you. He wants you to be in his family. He'll always be thinking about you. And today he's looking for you. He's right here waiting 
for you. And just maybe today, you do want to experience that. Peace with God and the peace of God in your life as you become a peacemaker. Just maybe today, this Christmas Eve, you want to invite Jesus and welcome him into your life. Would you pray with me? Father, thank you today for the gift of Jesus who came to be our wonderful counselor to help us figure the way out. That he is the mighty God. There's nothing impossible for him. That he's the everlasting father and loves us so dearly. And he is the prince of peace who can make peace between us and you. And for those of us that desire that, Lord, we're praying, would you bring peace to our hearts and lives? We want to surrender the antagonisms and simply say that you would please forgive us and make us new and spin us around and give us the strength and grace to follow the journey that Jesus would lead us on. We welcome you, Lord Jesus, into our lives and into our homes. Become all that we need as we say yes to you. We pray in your name. Amen.
may those words be true. We pray those words today and every day. We know that babies are, aren't usually born in stables where the animals are kept and, and fed. But this baby boy, savior of the world, holy infant, tender and mild, he was born there among the animals. And maybe in all that chaos, he slept peacefully that night he was born. But one of the things that he did come to do and bring was to preach peace to those who are far away and to those who are near. He brought peace to our relationship with God and with one another. Amen. May we experience Jesus who is peace, who is our peace today, this Christmas, and every day. Well, I want to invite all of those kids who came up earlier on to listen to that great story that Ms. Henry, Mr. Henry read. We need your help right now with those little tea lights. We're going to ask you to turn those on for us and give us a big wave. All of those lights. I think there's more than that. Come on, let's. Okay, fantastic. So we're going to keep those lights on as we sing this beautiful Christmas lullaby. Really, it is. And um, I'm going to invite us, friends, to stand to our feet, if you're able, as we sing this beautiful carol, Silent Night, together. Worship Jesus. Celebrate Jesus.
wonderful counselor, mighty God, everlasting Father, Prince of Peace. Of the greatness of his government and peace, there will be no end. He will reign on David's throne and over his kingdom, establishing and upholding it with justice and righteousness from that time on and forever. He is. Christ the Savior is born. And He was Lord at His birth, and He is Lord today. And so I ask, where do you need the wonderful counselor? Where do you need the mighty God? Where do you need the everlasting Father? And in your life, where do you need the Prince of Peace? Real peace is really possible because Jesus has come to be with us today and for all our days. Merry Christmas to each and every one of you. Before you head out, just a couple of things that might be helpful for you to know. Next week, our services are entirely online so we can all worship together from wherever we may find ourselves. Seven days from now in the new year, well, starting next weekend and then into the new year, we have a series called Faith at Home. It's really how do we have a faith that lasts outside these walls? How do we follow Jesus into an unknown year? And how do we get formed and shaped to look more and more like the one who was born at Christmas? It's going to be great. I look forward to worshiping with each of you. But until then, church family, Merry Christmas. Have a great, great week week.